So, Dan, mm-hmm. did you guess it was her? I knew from about week two or three. How about you? No, I genuinely thought it was Elaine Page. Really? Yeah. <laughs> well, now we know the truth. Should we get stuck in and talk about her? We'll talk about who? It's Nicola Roberts, of course. Queen Bee. Hello! Hello! You're listening to Track by Track with me, Dan. And me, Will. This is the podcast where we take a brilliant album and go through it track by track. Absolutely no lies detected. So, Dan, this is episode two of our new run. How yes. are you feeling about it all? Much is it going okay? Uh, according to the, the wonderful comments, yes. I think people are quite pleased to have us back. I, I hope you got my email with a few, uh, a few notes for you from last week. Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll try to be a bit more professional this week. Uh, well, I won't hold my breath, because the last 80 episodes uh, have been quite a tin pot affair. Well, it's a new me, a new sober me for 2020. Yeah, and that's why you sound so good, yes. isn't it? Partly that and partly this wonderful new kit from our sponsors at... Tandy's. <laughs> <laughs> it's an old electrical shop. So, on the turntable this week, we have got Cinderella Eyes by Nicola Roberts. Nicola Roberts, one-fifth of Girls Aloud, uh, and I've been badgering you through most of last year for us to do this album. You've been banging your drum, so to speak. Uh, and you uh, hadn't really listened to a lot of Nicola's solo material. I can honestly say I'd only listened to the chorus of the lead single, which we'll talk about later, and that is honestly it. And that didn't do it for me, obviously, which is why I didn't, I didn't try with anything else. However... More fool me for missing out on this amazing pop album. Well, yes, exactly. And Nicola, for me, has produced my favourite solo Girls Aloud work. Yeah, because if you think about the other girls' work, obviously Cheryl's released an abundance of albums, but a lot of them feel like a few killer singles and a bit of filler. Um, Nadine's done bits and bobs, but it never quite works out, does it? it never quite goes well for her. Kimberly did the show kind of stuff, didn't she? The West End stuff. And Sarah? She did some solo stuff for the St. Trinian's 2 soundtrack, mm. which was which is, uh, with Xenomania, which wasn't, wasn't bad. And also, didn't she win a, a BAFTA for her role in Coronation Street? Yeah, she was uh, very highly regarded for that. She swept up at the British Soap Awards. <laughs> so Nicola Maria Roberts... Born in October 1985, she won't really say showing her age. Uh, uh, she uh, was one of the successful uh, competitors in Pop Stars Arrivals to become. Uh, she was the fifth member, wasn't she? Announced. Yeah, and I remember watching it live, and it was between her and Javine, wasn't it? And I think everyone thought that Javine was going to make it. And thank goodness she didn't. Otherwise, we'd never have had real things. Yes, and surrender. Brackets your love. Uh, and if we're lucky. We'll get a bit of that now, actually. Which one? Well, you have to wait and see. Oh, I wanted the other one. Sorry. 
Well, that's that's the chance you take, isn't it? Uh, but back to Nicola, most importantly. Uh, she was, for me, she was one of the stars of the show, her girls and I were concerned. She was just, I think, that the voice, that huge voice that came out of her, in which obviously we heard a lot about in The Masked Singer, as we alluded to at the beginning of this episode. Um, she, yeah, she has arguably got the most impressive voice, and the fact that it comes from this petite little thing uh, almost makes it a little bit more impressive. And I know you bang on about the Spice Girls, and everyone else is standing hard. That's a thing people say now, isn't it? Yeah, but well done for you. For Thank you. Yeah. 40 not out this year. Yeah. Uh, Little Mix. Uh, currently, Girls and Eyeball is my girl band of choice. Over Spice Girls? Yeah. That's shocking. But let's not forget they had 20 consecutive top 10 singles, five albums, and for a girl band... They were critically adored. They were, yeah. I think we mentioned it on the last, uh, when we did Girls Are Tangled Up, but the thing that I always remember about them is when Coldplay did some huge outdoor shows and they had Jay-Z on the bill, they had White Lies on the bill, and they also had Girls Aloud on the bill. Uh, And just for them to be included in that and that kind of tip of the hat from Chris Martin and co, I think just showed that, yeah, Q Magazine and Enemy and whoever else realised that they had great voices, but of course, a lot of it was about the songs, wasn't it? And Xenomania, and who we won't be hearing from on this album. Yes, we. Well, we might. We might do. If we're lucky, we might do uh, at the end of the episode. Hmm. Intriguing. Yeah. So this album, Cinderella's Eyes, was released by Nicola Roberts in September two thousand eleven. And I'll just put it out there now. I said Cinderella Eyes at the beginning. I'm very sorry about that. It's As fine. A, I'm it's not au fait with. Nicola Roberts' back catalogue. But you have done your research. But I've done my research. It's almost like I've sat down and recorded this episode once before. (laughs) Uh, So yeah, released in September 2011. This uh, was a long time coming for a lot of people. And I know I was very excited when it was announced that she uh, was releasing so going to release Soho material. But it's been a while. It's the only solo album she's released to date, isn't it? So we've been waiting... Nine years then this year for album number two. But she has been busy with, with other projects, hasn't she? Well, and she's a. I love how she's kind of grown and evolved. And now she's, you know, very outspoken. She's got loads of uh, like political, social views on things. Um, and she's really put the cat amongst the pigeons quite often. Good for Be her. A great name for an album, actually. From her or from Girls for a, Aloud? For a second album. Cat amongst the pigeons. Mm. Suggestion, Nicola. Yeah. I hope you're listening. So, shall we get stuck in? Yes, yeah, so side one, track one, this is Beat of My Drum. drum there and when the first time I heard that I thought wow yeah it do, it is very I suppose it's very different when you think about Girls Aloud that their pop songs weren't normal pop songs they were the structurally and lyrically they were very different um, but I think maybe when a member of a girl band goes solo you think oh maybe they'll take it a bit um, play a bit safe this isn't that at all those vocal samples um, the sort of almost rapping in the lyrics the um, sort of re- almost vintage synths. 
it all just comes together for this incredible sound. And as I say, I heard the chorus and I didn't really like it, but actually in the grand scheme of the song, the chorus is fantastic. The whole bloody song is fantastic. And it certainly makes, as the first track on an out debut album and as the first single released, it really makes you think she's going for something different here. Yeah. And great, because she could have gone the Cheryl route, kind of slightly bland, occasionally interesting pop music. Of course, we're very much looking forward to seeing her at Mighty Hoopla this year. Uh, yeah, she'll be great, so long as she sticks to the hits yeah. uh, and uh, maybe surprises with the Girls Aloud cover. I think... Everyone will go home happy. I think the audience certainly wouldn't say no to a Girls Aloud cover. No, Nadine certainly went down a storm when she did it, even though the sound was awful. The sound was awful, but she had that fluffy uh, bit of an, a negligee on. and uh, A nighty. Yeah. And she did something kind of ooh, something kind of ooh, I should say. Uh, great fun, great fun. So this was, I guess it, it's, it did feel inspired by kind of more of an urban sound. And I know amongst other people, Diplo was somebody who uh, was a contributor and then in the writing of it. And I think his name is going to crop up again, along with some other songwriters who, again, might not be the obvious choice for a solo girl band members album. But um, yeah, I'm very excited to see what they bring to this collection. I love the, the, the synths in there, the beats brilliant production there it just feels still sounds fresh now actually yeah it hasn't dated at all it sounds fantastic i, I think i can say that for most of the songs in this album actually uh and uh digital spy we're big fans of this uh and this was a time when rob copsey was writing for digital spy and obviously we know him more now as part of the official charts company yes yes uh we did a wonderful episode all about last year yes uh, 50 years wasn't it mm. So, Beat of My Drum, great opener to the album. So, should we get stuck into number two? Uh, just whilst, before that, whilst I must mention the performance of this track. Got to number 27 in the singles charts. So, you know, Cheryl was getting the number ones. It wasn't a number one, but do you know what? Was Nicola chasing that or was she just chasing this need to express herself as an artist? Yeah, she's dancing to the beat of her own drum. Couldn't have said it better. And on that note, track two now. Uh, and this is Lucky Day. lucky day there what i love about this song is it is just uplifting and it is a sunny sounding song from the off i remember the video she was dancing down in new york street was she i think it was probably new york yes it was new york uh, I, i'll have to give that I've, I've, I've done my research on the album not the video so much i do apologize this was uh, the second single uh so track one was single one track two was single two i do hope that classic uh, releasing strategy just continued throughout the album. Uh, and this got to number 40, so just squeezed into the top 40. Oh. Uh, but it was it was in there. Again, not that it was a, uh, a concern for anyone no. with it. This, uh, for me, I love this one because it was produced by uh, Dragonette, who are Canadian uh, electronic p- 
dance pop group who I adore. And we've not mentioned them on this podcast yet. So here they are today. Um, and I want to play some of their music. You can't. It's Nicola Roberts' episode. I want to play some of their music. That's quite a deathly stare you're giving me there. So we're going to listen to this track from them. Dan, when I pl- first played you that song, um, the first time we recorded this episode, <laughs> uh, you loved it and wanted to listen, hear about them a little bit more. Yeah, and also I think someone on Twitter recently said that we should be doing an album of theirs, so yes. we definitely will do that this year. That is a track-by-track guarantee. But you can definitely hear their sound in the production. Yeah, it's almost... I think there's something relentless about this song. It does feel like this, and actually with Beat of My Drum, that she's kind of thrown everything in the kitchen sink at it but it's come out sounding great and also just her vocal is just huge isn't it we mentioned before that's that's what shone through when she was part of pop stars rivals that's why she got picked for the band but this huge voice and um let's say lucky day it makes me think of songs like lovely day where it just it's just like such a good feel good song okay let's move on now to track number three Yo, yo. Do your good diet, so do look at me now. there and i am pleased to say that track three was also single three 111 hmm? that's how many singles we've got from this album <laughs> that's where it got to in the charts oh well I, we, she didn't care did she it was a wonderful track wonderful album this one i think is just it's kind of got hints of like a really classic girl band song i'm gonna say classic girl band i mean like the 60s the supreme something like that with the kind of repetition of the O O O in the chorus and the kind of done to me, done to me throughout the verses. It's very uh, repetitive and catchy and feels just very uh, classic songwriting. It's worth mentioning uh, co-writers with Nicola on this album. We've got Dimitri Tikovi, Tikovoy and Maya Von Dahl. Now Dimitri, we've definitely talked about before, haven't we? Uh, yes, we have. He's the one that you'll know from working with the likes of Charlie XCX coming soon to the podcast uh in person would be nice um uh, paloma faith uh, amongst people but i also like that he's worked with the horrors who there's there's quite a few songs by the horrors that i really like and um, perhaps we can add them to the long list we'll have that we'll take that discussion offline perhaps um and also people like placebo and gary newman so he's really kind of got a cross dimension of work and other track by track favorites sophie ellis bexter and goldfrapp 
Lovely. Uh, and here also you've got uh, Maya Von Dahl, um, who uh, was a vocalist in the Soho Dolls, who were a electro pop music group, who had I don't think very much success, but I can remember they had some really uh, really catchy songs. Stripper. Sounds a bit... On Pleasures of Soho. Both sound a little bit seedy for me. Right up your street. <laughs> uh, back to Yo-Yo. And uh, this is a lovely... I think it's three very different sounds for those three singles and the first three tracks on the album. Really nice combination. But it does make me think of... Do you remember in the 90s when Yo-Yos became fashionable again? Uh, and there was the brand Pro-Yo that did these light-up Yo-Yos. People were doing walk the cat's cradle or something like that again do you remember all this walk the dog walk the dog was it yeah the little triangle thing as well Put nana to bed lasso the yeah. moon <laughs> uh do you remember this yes did you have one uh no i didn't i much preferred a rubik's cube and just before we move on from this one i just want to point out towards the end the song kind of breaks down it's that middle eight kind of bridge thing and it goes all trancy the synths and i love that part i think it just adds a new element to the song Lovely. Track four now. Cinderella's Not Cinderella Eyes. eyes there some people would say that's one of the standout tracks from the album yeah and i think it's always great when the title track is one of the standouts there are some occasions of course when it's not it just sounds like a nice title i don't like it when that happens but also we've just left the singles we're into album track territory as we say and that is a fantastic time sometimes for a bit more experiment a bit more experimentalization. It's sometimes a fantastic time to play it safe with a bit of filler. Um, this is the former. This is just... She's not playing it safe. No, not at all. Not throughout the album at all. Um, it's great. I think... Do you think she's talking about... She talks about an English rose. Do you think that might be her? I would I would call her an English rose. Yeah. And just thinking about the lyrics to that song. Uh, Will, have you ever been seduced by a gingerbread man? Yes, and you got buttercream icing all down my slacks. Oh, in fact, I think you've still got a bit in your hair. It's a bit crusty. Uh, what about you? No, but I did have a bit of a dalliance with a fabulous baker boy. <laughs> you don't see their stuff anymore. No. It's Mr Kipling's still there, but we all know about him and Sarah Lee. Back to the wonderful song, Cinderella's Eyes. The vocal when she sings, uh, post-chorus when she sings, Cinderella, Are You Happy? So high, but so strong. Just... Again, what a voice. And do you think we ever fully appreciated her voice when she was in Girls Aloud? Probably not. We probably, I was going to say actually then, we probably didn't appreciate any of their voices, but actually we probably over-appreciated some of their voices. <laughs> I don't know who you're referring to. 
Um, but there is, fant- again, throughout this album, there's just fantastic synth work. You and I absolutely love a good synth, don't we? It's what brings us together. It's the uh, beating of our, well, electronic drum kit. Collective drum kit. Yeah. yeah. Track number five now, and this is Porcelain Heart. As good as gold, a triggered soul, but I wouldn't change. Porcelain Heart, my favourite song on the album. Mm. And I can see why. Uh, I'm, I don't actually know if that is my favourite, but everything I've heard so far, I love, I adore. I love how it builds and builds. It starts off very gently and very delicately, and then it becomes this pounder towards the end. Good pounding. Beef quarter pounder. Oh, well, not for me. Uh, don't uh, know if I mentioned it, but I am a vegetarian. Keep forgetting. Uh, but no, I love the I love the build in this song, but it's also some great more sort of lo-fi electronica in there as well. There's a certain synth sound that dun dun that's kind of throughout the beginning of it, uh, which I love. You hear that sound in quite a lot of songs. It really makes me think of proper electronic bands like Depeche Mode. And funnily enough, Dave McCracken, who worked on this uh, song with Nicola. He has worked with um, programming and playing keyboards with Depeche Mode on the Playing the Angel album. He has also worked with I Am Coco. Do you remember I Am Coco? Yeah. Strict Machine? No. Yeah. No. I blame Coco, sorry, not I Am Coco. Uh, and it was Self Machine. So, and do you know whose daughter I Blame Coco is? No. Stings. Really? Yes. So Dave McCracken, as we mentioned, has worked with her. And if... Wikipedia is to be believed, and it probably shouldn't be, uh, working on Sugar Babes and some of their forthcoming things. We look forward to, we're perpetually looking forward to a Sugar Babes album, aren't we? So, uh, yes. As they, current, as they are the Sugar Babes again, though. So. so, great work there from Dave McCracken. Nothing from his brother Phil yet, although we might hear from him later. Uh, so, track number six now. This is I. Because you think that it won't sit well universally. I hope that one day we stop striving for perfection. I hope that everybody loves my new direction. I hope we no more need the efforts that ask us to help kids get in collaborator uh, to the album Metronomy so Metronomy who are from my neck of the woods the uh, southwest yes and they famously released now called Vina Riviera that is an amazing album the look from that one everything goes my way the bay great I think th- I think that is the the album that people know if they don't really know Metronomy that's the album people know isn't it uh, and that's quite specifically the part of Devon that I'm from as the well. bay well, it's Torbay. The English Riviera. Right? Yeah. Oh. Uh, just outside of there. Uh, a co-writing this track with Nicola was Joseph Mount, who's a member of Metronomy. And if you have a look at some of the stuff he has um, been co-writing uh, with, uh, Sophia Spexter. Mm-hmm. 
uh, on her Make a Scene album. Uh, the Cock and Ball Kid, uh, Diplo himself. Oh, okay. Uh, and Robin. Oh, friend of the podcast. Yeah. Uh, I love you can totally tell Metronomy are all over this song because again it's another change in sound for Nicola again feels very lo-fi it's still kind of got that indie dance fusion thing which they have toyed with and of course they're one of those bands that uh, don't stick to the same formula every time but it does feel like the first kind of resting point of the album I think and I think it's needed and I think it does it really well it's midway not- through yeah. yeah and there's just something about this as well in terms of vocal and production that's kind of not perfect but that's absolutely fine i don't you know i don't think we're striving for again nicola's been part of a polished girl band this is her own personality coming through and you know and i like I'm the fact it. it's it's you know a real mixed bag there's some really polished stuff and there's some stuff that feels a bit rougher intentionally so yeah definitely okay number seven now everybody's got to learn sometimes Everybody's got to learn sometime there. A cover, of course, of the iconic ballad from the Corgis. From 1980. I do love Corgis as well. Oh, the dogs? Yes. not the. I don't know anything else that the band did, really. Uh, we're not going to be covering the Corgis anytime soon. No, but I would love to smother some Corgis with love, not with a pillow. Oh. <laughs> I wonder where that was going then. This isn't my... I, I enjoy this track. It's a great album track. This isn't my favourite cover of this song. It's not your favourite cover of this song. What else is there? So my favourite cover of this song is by Baby D. Do you remember Baby D? Let Me Be Your Fantasy? Let Me Be Your Fantasy. This was... Uh, I think it was the follow-up to Let Me Be Your Fantasy. Change your heart It sounds very like their big hit, Let Me View Your Fantasy. It does, and it sounds very 90s, early 90s. Yeah, I think this was mid-90s, 93, maybe? Hmm. I'd kind of call that early. Yes. Yeah. Well, if it's before 95, it's early 90s. What if it's nine? So if it's 94, it's early 90s? Would that be mid? No, maybe 1, 2, 3 is early <laughs> 90s, 4, 5, 6 is mid-90s, yeah. and 7, 8, 9 is late 90s. Okay, in 1990... Turn of the decade. <laughs> anyway, you're just taking the piss now. Actually. I am. Taking the Michael. I do apologise. So I actually prefer Nicola's version of the song, I think, controversially. But um, I don't really see... There's such fantastic songwriting throughout this album that I don't see that there was a need for the cover on it. Maybe it would have been a nice B-side or something like that. Um, I like what she's done with it, but I just don't know, yeah, that it was a necessary addition. So shall we move on? Well, yes, after that, you've stunned me into silence. 
What a lovely surprise. <laughs> and quite the opposite now for track number... Eight. This is Say It Out Loud. say for the most part this certainly so far is the track that doesn't just quite do it there's something just a little bit safer about this song i think which is why i don't really feel as excited by it by the first sort of five six run of songs but the last minute or so when the production and the synths go a bit crazier i'm all for that what a great time to talk about the fantastic artwork oh i'm glad we're in unison for once uh, yes, finally it happens. Uh, but Nicola is sat, it looks like she's sat in a utility area or a dirty kitchen uh, on a sink with loads of rubbish around. But she's doled up to the nines uh, with wonderful bright lipstick on, uh, her flamey auburn hair uh, all around and a lovely little dress. Why don't you marry her? <laughs> Uh, uh, Nicola Roberts is in big letters across the middle font watch uh, it's quite chunky mm, which is uh, lovely lovely chunky middle yes not Nicola the font <laughs> um, and I did like the the single covers as well I think they follow that similar style um, similar font throughout some wonderful colours oh and the lucky day video Nicola's got a beautiful floral dress on oh. uh, but what did I think of this track um, I think you're right. It does get bigger and better towards the end of it, but it, it never grabbed me as much as anything else that's on this album. Mm. Now, would you like to be grabbed by a gladiator? Well, it depends which one. Wolf. No, thank you. But which would you prefer then? Uh, Hunter. How <laughs> <laughs> did I know you were going to say that? <laughs> so this is Gladiator. I'm just going to say, I'm just going to talk about the elephants in the room. That, for me, is great. Love it. But it is kind of what you're waiting for by Gwen Stefani, isn't it? And when I say kind of, I mean very. I mean, once you'd said that to me, I couldn't get it out of my head. But I don't care because I love... It's such a... I have to say it out loud. It's such a burst of almost a slightly crazy energy. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm sure it's a compliment. I'm sure it's an homage to Gwen Stefani's iconic track. Um but even it's got the sort of TikTok, TikTok sound going throughout it. Lyrically, she's talking about uh, mice and things like that. This one is another one with Dimitri Tukovoy, uh, who obviously did uh, Beat of My Drum and uh, Yo-Yo. So I think you can kind of see the crazy electronic sounds that he's bringing to this collaboration. But yeah, great song. Um, but very, very what you're waiting for. Gladiator ready. You will go on my fast whistle. 
up, so let's move on now to track number 10, and this is Fish Out of Water. I think you can instantly tell that that's another Metronomy co-write, can't you? Is it? Yes. I could instantly tell that it oh, was. Oh, you had me worried there. Thank I thought I was going to have goodness. to look for a new presenter. Oh, no. Perhaps Ken Bruce from the BBC would be Ah, oh, Ken Bruce. Popmaster. BBC or Terry Woke. Oh, no. Uh, I think he's... Uh, Not with us anymore, Terry. No, uh, some great memories from Children great, Need. wonderful broadcaster, yes. Terry Wogan. Nicola Roberts. Nicola Roberts. Nicola Roberts. Is that Ken Bruce or Terry Rogan? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) So, yes, this is another Metronomy co-write. As you said, it's just quite murky, even more vintage. There's great layers. There's a real hum to this song. Um, I think it's great. I think it would have worked, actually, as a Metronomy song, which is totally a a high compliment to Nicola. We're on to number 11 now. Uh, And this is what the boy at the chip shop said to you when he presented you with uh, a battered sausage. Take a bite. penultimate track on the album there that was take a bite uh two interesting groups of collaborators on this one so first up we have the invisible men oh yes so they have done a lot of stuff also one of the invisible men used to be part of the xenomania collective yes back from when girls allowed were first making it big with songs like the show uh so yeah john shave and he also co-wrote girls allowed um yeah girls allowed the show but the thing I love even more about the fact that he is part of them is that Jason and George from The Invisible Men, who make up the trio with him, uh, were members of Orson. Remember Orson? Yes. I was a huge fan of their first album, uh, No Tomorrow, of course, Bright Idea, Already Over. And I'm not going to say Let's Claim It Now because I think I would like to do that album at some point. Also, another Girls Aloud link. They uh, were part of the production on uh, on the Metro. Oh, yes. Which Did we cover that one? I don't know if we have or not. Wait, was that a Nicola Roberts co-write? No, it was written by Nicola alongside Jason Pebworth, George Astasio, Shave and Dan Stein. Hmm. And produced by The Invisible Men and DJ Fresh. DJ Fresh. Who The Invisible Men had also worked with. So it's all linked together. That's lovely. And The Arcade, who is the other part of this track. Uh, I said collaborator. The Arcade is Curtis McKenzie. Um, who worked on Fancy by Charlie XCX, uh, as well as things with Iggy Azalea, uh, Kendrick Lamar, Maroon 5, dot, 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 et cetera, et cetera. The song itself, this is the most experimental sound on the album, I'd say. It is. 
Uh, I would liken it to Beat of My Drum in a similar sort of vein. Yeah, but I like that Beat of My Drum is a little bit more um, accessible. This just, I think you have to work your way through the album to get to this. It's a bit, it's a bit all over the place. I'm not saying that's good or bad thing. That's no, up to I, you. No, I like, it's a good thing. I like it. So, track number 12 now. We're on to the last track of the album proper. And this is Sticks and Stones. I don't want them to see them making it hard for me. At home I cry. But that you think that you're on your own. And you've no one's hand to hold. Sticks and stones. Hurt just a little. Wouldn't it be wrong if we're all the same? Don't surrender, don't you change. So that was Sticks and Stones, probably one of the more personal tracks for her on the album. Definitely. And it really is quite heartbreaking to hear some of those lyrics because it is obviously, as you said, it's coming from a very personal place. It's about some of the bullying that she got from the press, from social media. Uh, And, you know, I remember when when she was first picked for Girls Aloud and there was a lot of that. It's a bit like what uh, Jessie from Little Mm, Mix is getting. And obviously she's... Uh, done that documentary about it and won awards from that so you know people are listening people are respectful and people talk about this but it's just you know getting quite deep from it it's just very sad when it does happen and when you see it happening on social media and things like that and you can't you know you feel a bit helpless to stop it I think Um, but it's great to put that out there it's great I think as a role model uh, it's a great song to put out it's a great way to end the album as well but I just think listening to this listening to the lyrics how far she's come over yeah. that time since she was a 17 year old and what she's doing now this album that she's released but all the other things she's been she's been involved with as well you know the fashion world makeup world you know a lot of her political comments and the table the seat at tables that she's got off the back of that yeah she was i think she played a big part in having age restrictions for uh, some beds because of course of the risks of cancer which um yeah, good for her for using her status for good. So, time for some further listening. Uh, and this is uh, an open call, Dan, for today. Right. Anything else not from the album, solo from Nicola Roberts? Okay. So, Will, remind me what I'm choosing for this week. Memory of You, the solo recording. Yes, cards on the table of course i hadn't heard the album so i definitely hadn't heard the b-sides and will did recommend this one to me memory of you as previously recorded by girls aloud this solo version in fact both versions but this solo version this song in general is just wonderful so let's hear a little bit of nick roberts memory of you It is, and I think 
in all honesty, even knowing that Girls Aloud has some amazing songs and some amazing songwriters behind them, when you said Nicola re-recording a Girls Aloud non-single, I did think, mm, what's kind of what's the point? What's that going to be like? But as I said, the original is great, but this just it sounds like a classic dance anthem, but it also sounds very still sounds very modern. It's very melancholic as well. It's kind of heartbreaking but euphoric at the same time. And I think it's one of my favourite Girls on Our songs. It was never a single. Um, it was B-side. And again, it's Nicholas have done it in the same way as well. But I just think it sums up everything I love about the Girls Aloud music. And that's the, 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 the lyrics, the vocals, the production, and just how it all comes together. It's just... And I think it's very much on that kind of... On the Xenomania, more dance side of things. So it feels like something kind of ooh or something new and things like that. Um, I, I really, really enjoy it. And since you've introduced me to this song, I've played it a lot. So thank you, Will. You're welcome. You're the gift that keeps on giving. You're welcome. But can I have a gift receipt? You're well. No. So, Will, further listening, Nicola Roberts, what do you have? B-side from Beat of My Drum. This is a cheeky little number, mm. and it's called Disco Blisters and a Comeback. I'm dancing on- cheeky little number I thought it might be another cover version maybe uh, the cheeky song by the cheeky girls take your shoes off touch my bum <laughs> no thanks <laughs> <laughs> this is also the first mention for John Prescott on the podcast what is he a co-producer no he just got uh, Nicklin references him in the uh, in the song itself not oh, sure okay. if that's the bit we'll, listen, we'll hear but um, the lights in the kebab shop are making the guy look less hot he looks like John Prescott. Who ironically looks like that spinning piece of meat in the kebab shop. So, Oh, lovely. Mm, not for me. Uh, what a fun song. Yeah, it is a really fun song, isn't it? Just the fun and the craziness of a night out. Vocally. Vocally. There's, uh, I think, hints of Sophie Ellis-Bexter in here, but also throughout the album, something I meant to mention earlier, there are hints of Kate Nash, I think. Yes, I'd have also said a bit of Lily Allen as well. Yes, definitely, yeah. yeah. All, all very complimentary. But I think this song in particular, it certainly sounds like a B-side and we love a good B-side, don't we? Of course, we talked about Pet Shop Boys last week, uh, famous for their B-sides and still putting them out to this day. Um, so hats off to Nicola for providing B-sides, for I getting also, her B's out. Oh yeah, and also Girls Aloud had a great line of B-sides. And I remember one where Nicola featured prominently and in fact had the lion's share of the vocals. Do you remember the song Nobody But You? No. Well, here's a little bit as a further listening point two.
we've had uh, Nicola Roberts, Javine, Dragonette, Girls Aloud. Uh, and I might still yet put the Soho dolls in. I haven't decided. <laughs> Listeners, you'll know. So, stuffed to bursting this week. Stuffed. More stuffed than Mr. Motivator's lunchbox. That's a bit of an old reference, isn't it? He did get very hungry after those workouts. <laughs> anyway, we're out of time. We're out of time. So please do let us know what you think to Nicola Roberts and what you think to us being back for good in your lives at Track by Track UK, hashtag Track by Track. And if you have a moment, do please give us a like, a rating and a review and whatever else you do these days over on Apple Podcasts. Stan us hard. That... Oh, well, yes, it just sounded more cool when I'd said it earlier. Yes, that sounded quite desperate. Dan, can you give us a hint of a tease as to who's coming up next? So next week we are celebrating the 8th anniversary of an album by a Norwegian group. Uh, this four-piece haven't had massive uh, commercial success in the UK, but they are known. I saw them supporting AHA back on their Foot of the Mountain tour years ago, and one of their songs became very famous for being covered by an X Factor winner. Oh, that's great, because this... I'm looking forward to next week, because this one... After a couple of weeks of big names, this one is one that's a little bit more niche. Yeah. And that's the beauty of a long-running podcast this, like this, is because we can have uh, some niche weeks. Yes. Hashtag niche week. <laughs> <laughs> so, until next time... I've been The Invisible Men. And I've been Dragonettes. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>